privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to New Heights Educational Group, New Heights Education Group. Uh, Inc. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights. Today we're going to be discussing bullying, part one of a possibly two or three part series. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. So again, back to our topic for today. It's going to be on bullying. I know that one of our hosts, Sadia Ijaz, has done one segment on bullying, but we're going to do a little bit more on this topic, since it is still such a big issue uh, in schools today. And so just to start, we're going to do a little background on bullying, <laughs> excuse me, written by Ron Banks uh, from the Educational Resource Information Center from the U.S. Department of Education. Bullying in schools is a worldwide problem that can have negative consequences for the general school climate and for the right of students to learn in a safe environment without fear. Bullying can also have negative lifelong consequences both for students who bully and for their victims. Although much of the formal research on bullying has taken place in the Scandinavian countries, Great Britain and Japan, the problems associated with bullying have been noted and discussed wherever formal schooling environments exist. Bullying is comprised of direct behaviors such as teasing, taunting, threatening, hitting, and stealing that are initiated by one or more students against the victim. In addition to direct attacks, bullying may also be more indirect by causing a student to be socially isolated through intentional exclusion. While boys typically engage in direct bullying methods, girls 
who bully are more apt to utilize these more subtle and indirect strategies, such as spreading rumors and enforcing social isolation. Whether the bullying is direct or indirect, the key component of bullying is that the physical or psychological intimidation occurs repeatedly over time to create an ongoing pattern of harassment and abuse. Extent of the problem. Various reports and studies have established that approximately 15% of students are either bullied regularly or are initiators of bullying behavior. <laughs> Direct bullying seems to increase through the elementary years, peak in middle school and junior high school years, and decline during the high school years. However, while direct physical assault seems to decrease with age, verbal abuse remains constant. School size, racial composition, and school setting, whether it's rural, suburban, or urban, does not seem to be a does not seem to be distinguishing factors in predicting the occurrence of bullying. Finally, boys engage in bullying behavior and are victims of bullying more frequently than girls are. Characteristics of bullies and victims. Students who engage in bullying behavior seem to have a need to feel powerful and in control. They appear to derive satisfaction from inflicting injury on the suffering and suffering on others. They seem to have little empathy for their victims and often defend their actions by saying that their victims provoke them in some way. Studies indicate that bullies often come from homes where physical punishment is used, where children are taught to strike back physically as a way to handle problems, and where parental involvement and warmth are frequently lacking. Students who regularly regularly display bullying behaviors are generally defiant or oppositional towards adults and are social and apt to break school rules. In contrast to prevailing myths, bullies appear to have a little anxiety and possess strong self-esteem. There's little evidence to support the contention that they victimize others because they feel bad about themselves. Students who are victims of bullying are typically anxious, insecure, cautious, and suffer from low self-esteem, rarely defending themselves or retaliating when confronted by students who bully them. They may lack social skills and friends, and they are often socially isolated. Victims tend to be close to their parents and may have parents who can be described as overprotective. The major defining physical characteristic of the victims is that they tend to be physically weaker than their peers. Other physical characteristics, such as weight, dress, or wearing eyeglasses, do not appear to be significant factors that correlate with victimization. Consequences of bullying. As established by studies in Scandinavian countries, a strong correlation appears to exist between bullying other students during the school year and experiencing legal or criminal troubles as adults. In one study, 60% of those characterized as bullies in grades 6 through 9 had at least one criminal conviction by the age of 24. Chronic bullies seem to maintain their behaviors into adulthood negatively, influencing their ability to develop and maintain positive relationships. Victims often fear school and consider school to be an unsafe and unhappy place. And as many as 7% of America's eighth graders stay home at least once a month because of bullies. The act of being bullied tends to increase some students' isolation because their peers do not want to lose status by association with them or because they do not want to increase the risk of being bullied themselves. Being bullied leads to depression and low self-esteem, and problem, these problems can carry on to adulthood. Perception of bullying. Oliver Hoover and Hepler from 1994 
Research Project surveyed students in the Midwest and found that a clear majority felt that victims were at least partially responsible for bringing the bullying on themselves. Students surveyed tended to agree that bullying toughened a weak persons and some felt that bullying taught victims appropriate behavior. Cherich, Pepler, and Zeiler in 1995 found that students considered victims to be weak, nerds, or afraid to fight back. However, 43% of the students in the study said that they tried to help the victim, and 33% said that they should help but do not, and 24% said that bullying was none of their business. Parents are often unaware of the bullying problem and talk about it with their children only to a limited extent. Students surveys reveal that a low percentage of students seem to believe that adults will help. Students feel that adult intervention is infrequent and ineffective, and telling adults will only bring more harassment from bullies. Students report that teachers seldom or never talk to their class about bullying, and school personnel may view bullying as harmless as a harmless rite of passage that is ignored unless verbal and psychological intimidation crosses the line into physical assault or theft. <laughs> Intervention programs. Bullying is a problem that occurs in the social environment as a whole. The bully's aggression occurs in social contexts in which teachers and parents are generally unaware of the extent of the problem, and other children are either reluctant to get involved or simply do not know how to help. Given this situation, effective interventions must involve the entire school community rather than focus on the perpetrators and victims alone. Smith and Sharp from a 1994 study emphasized the need to develop whole school bullying policies, implement secular measures, and improve school ground environment, and to empower students through conflict resolution, peer counseling, and assertiveness training. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Alois from nineteen ninety three study details an approach that involves interventions at the school, class, and individual levels. And it includes the following components. An initial questionnaire that can be described to students and adults. The questionnaire helps both students and adults become aware of the extent of the bullying problem, helps to justify the intervention efforts, and serves as a benchmark to measure the impact of improvements in school climate in the school climate once other intervention components are in place. Parental awareness campaigns can be conducted during parent-teacher conference days through parent newsletters and PTA meetings. The goal is to increase parental awareness of the problem, point out the importance, the importance of parental involvement for the program's success, and encourage parental support of program goals. And the questionnaire results are publicized. Teachers can also work with students at the class level to develop rules against bullying. Many programs engage students in a series of formal role-playing exercises and related assignments that can teach those students directly involved in bullying alternative methods of interaction. These programs can also allow, also show other students how they can assist victims and how everyone can work together create, to create a school climate where bullying is not tolerated. 
Other components of anti-bullying programs include individualized interventions with bullies and victims, the implementation of cooperative learning activities to reduce social isolation, and the increasing adult supervision at key times. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Schools have often implemented LOS's program and have reported a 50% reduction in bullying using these measures as described above. In conclusion, bullying is a serious problem, problem that can dramatically affect the ability of students to progress academically and socially. And a comprehensive intervention plan that involves all students, parents, and school staff is required to ensure that all students can learn in a safe and fear-free environment. <laughs> I guess I do. Forgive me. I apologize. Uh, unfortunately, got a little bit under the weather again with the cough, but hopefully it'll clear up soon. So basically, just before we move on to the next article, which has to do with what bullying causes some students to do, um, the victims to do, uh, in search for a safe learning environment. Just to sum up, the article is basically talking about a lot of research that was conducted in the 90s, and since then, obviously, there has been a big movement to eliminate bullying and increase bullying intolerance in schools uh, to change the perception of bullying. And so many of these programs that were described and measures that were described have been implemented. And for those who have children in public or charter school, may be familiar with either um, auditorium shows or announcements or newsletters about bullying presented to their kids um, and to the parents themselves. So it has taken off quite a bit since the 90s. Uh, this research is relatively old, I suppose, due to the recent um, recent support of anti-bullying campaigns. But nevertheless, it's just a little informative background on bullying and how it's been recognized as a problem in our schools and how it's been, how uh, anti-bullying campaigns have become developed because of this problem. So next we're going to talk about bullying drives students to online schools, which is a very interesting article about what some bullying is so extensive that students don't feel safe to go to school, and so the new trends sometimes is for students to go to online schools. And this article is written by Megan Penn in Dayton, Ohio. Krista Hooten saw terror in her daughter's eyes as they started back to school shopping for the, seventh, for the seventh grade. Her daughter, Kelsey, had been bullied this previous year. It started emotionally. Other girls called her ugly and spread rumors about her, but it quickly turned physical. They pulled her hair on the bus and shoved her to the ground. It changed her personality, Hooten said. It was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible year. Hooten and her husband decided that night they had to make a change. They enrolled Kelsey in a charter school affiliated with the national education company, K-12. Nearly a quarter of parents who enroll their children in K-12 programs said bullying is the reason they removed their children from brick-and-mortar schools, according to a recent survey. About 94% of those parents said going online helps address the issue in the survey commissioned, in the survey commissioned by K-12. But bullying is a larger issue than that in America. One-third of all children and estimated 13 million students nationwide are targeted each year, according to the White House. Those students are more likely to have challenges in school to abuse drugs and alcohol and to have health and mental health issues. In some widely publicized cases, victims have committed, committed suicide. 
Krista Hooten said that her daughter did not say how much she was bullied during the sixth grade at Northeastern Local School District in Clark County. Even when the attacks became physical, the Springfield teenager would come home and not act like it, in quotes, come home and not act like it was fine, but act like she was dealing with it and it wasn't a big deal, Hooten said. All I knew at that point is that she didn't want to go and she cried all the way to the bus stop, she also said. Hooten said that her daughter... And she talked to her daughter's teachers and school administrators, but their suggestion was just tell her to find another group of friends. Now 16 and in 10th grade, Kelsey says she has been able to escape bullying since she started attending Ohio Virtual Academy. The academy now enrolls more than 12,600 students across the state, according to the Ohio Department of Education. Is given an F for the indicators it meant on the latest state report card, which measures that what percent of students passed achievement and graduation tests. About 42% of its students graduate in four years, according to its latest report card. Students are given home computers, printers, and a microscope, and watch live videos and do chats with licensed teachers. The online school was created in 2006 and has grown as an option for bullied students, even as cyberbullying has become more prominent. While bullying has always been an issue, one reason it's more discussed today is the rise of is the rise in activity online, said Susan Davies, school psychology program coordinator at the University of Dayton. She trains school psychologists to on how to recognize and react and prevent cyberbullying. Because of cyberbullying, students can't escape it, she said. It's not something that's just happening at school. They're being targeted in their home when they're not even around other kids. That has become really difficult to address at the school level because there's kind of that question, where does our our jurisdiction end and when when it's our students that we're caring for throughout the day being bullied through the Internet? Because they're so savvy that they're kind of escaping notice of adults in their lives. As soon as we get on whatever the next hot social media site is, well, Facebook isn't cool anymore, we're going to move to Twitter, and then we're going to move to Instagram. It's hard for us to monitor them. The Ohio Virtual Academy is not immune to cyberbullying, but it does have a zero-tolerance policy. Like many schools, said Kristen Stewart, senior head of the school, it has expelled and suspended students, though it's not common, she also said. Students two daughters also attend Ohio Virtual Two other daughters also attend Ohio Virtual Academy. Lexi, 14, started so she'd had more time for her 20-hour-a-week dance commitment, and Hannah, 11, enrolled because her asthma often kept her home. Kelsey will take college courses for free through the state's post-secondary enrollment option. Her mother said that the change in her personality was almost immediate after she left public school. So she was just happier again, she said. You just really underestimate, even though she's beautiful, it's amazing what peers can do when they're telling you the opposite. So that was a local story for Ohio, um, where New Heights is located, about the extent that some students will go to not be bullied, and that would be to attend online schools, um, which may become a new trend, I suppose, if bullying continues to be a huge problem. And so we have some time left. There's also, uh, I have a good article here about 10 actions all parents can take to help eliminate bullying. The latest research shows that one in three children are directly involved in bullying as a perpetrator, victim, or both. 
and many of those who are not directly involved witness others being bullied on a regular basis. No child is immune because of every race, gender, grade, and socioeconomic sector are impacted. It doesn't have to be this way. As parents, we have the power to reduce bullying. Here are education.com's top 10 actions you can take to help address bullying. Number one, talk with and listen to your kids every day. Research shows that adults are often last to know when their children are being bullied or bully others. You can encourage your children to buck that trend by engaging in frequent conversations about their social lives. Spend a few minutes every day asking open-ended questions about who they spend time with at school and in the neighborhood, what they do in between classes and at recess, who they have lunch with, or what happens on the way to and from school. Do your children feel comfortable talking to you about their peers before they're involved in a bullying event? They'll be much more likely to get involved after. Number two, spend time at school and recess. Research shows that 67% of bullying happens when adults are not present. Schools don't have the resources to do it all and need parents' help in reducing bullying. Whether you can volunteer once a week or once a month, you can make a real difference by just being present and helping organize games and activities that encourage kids to play with new friends. Be sure to coordinate your on-campus volunteer time with your child's teacher and or principal. Number three, be a good example of kindness and leadership. Your kids, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, your kids learn a lot about power and relationships from watching you. When you get angry at a waiter, sales clerk, another driver on the road, or even your child, you have a great opportunity to model effective communication techniques. Don't blow it by blowing your top. Anytime you speak to another person in a mean or abusive way, you're teaching your child that bullying is okay. Number four. Learn the signs. Most children don't tell anyone, especially adults, that they've been bullied. It is therefore important for parents and teachers to learn to recognize possible signs of being victimized, such as frequent loss of personal belongings, complaints of headaches or stomach aches, avoiding recess or school activities, and getting to school very late or very early. If you suspect that a child might be bullied, talk with a child's teacher or find a way to observe his peer interactions to determine whether or not your suspicions might be correct. Talk directly to your child about what is going on at school. Five, create healthy anti-bullying habits early. Help develop anti-bullying and anti-victimization habits early in your children as early as preschool and kindergarten. Coach your children on what not to do, hitting, pushing, teasing, or mocking verbally, or being mean to others. Help your child to focus on how such actions might feel to the child on the receiving end. Such strategies can enhance empathy for others. Equally, if not more important, teach your children what to do. Kindness, empathy, fair play, and turn-taking are critical skills for good peer relations. Children also need to learn how to say no firmly if they experience or witness bullying behavior. Coach your child about what to do if other kids are mean. Get, get an adult right away. Tell the child who's teasing or bullying to stop. Walk away, ignore the bully, and find somebody else to play with. It may help to role play what to do with your child, and repetition helps go over these te- techniques periodically with your kindergarten and early elementary school age children. Number six, help your child's school address bullying effectively. Whether your children have been bullied or not, you should know what, you, what their school is doing to address bullying. Research zero tolerance policies aren't effective. What works better are your ongoing educational programs that help create a healthy social and 
climate in the school. This means that this means teaching kids at every grade level how to be inclusive leaders and how to be empathetic towards others and teaching victims effective resistant techniques. If your school does not have effective bullying strategies and policies in place, talk to the principal and advocate for change. Establish household rules about bullying. Your children need to hear from you explicitly that it's not normal or okay or tolerable, tolerable for them to bully or be bullied or to stand by and just watch other kids be bullied. Make sure they know that if they're bullied physically, verbally, or socially at school by a sibling in your neighborhood or just online, it's safe and important for them to tell you about it and that you will help. They also need to know they also need to know just what bullying is. Many children do not know that they are bullying others. And that such behavior is harmful to others and not acceptable. You can help your children find positive ways to exert their personal power, status, and leadership at school. Work with your child, their teachers, and their principal to implement a kindness plan at your school. Number eight, teach your child how to be a good witness or a positive bystander. Research shows that kids who witness bullying feel powerless and seldom intervene. However, kids who take action can have a powerful positive effect on the situation. Although it's never a child's responsibility to put him or herself in danger, kids can often effectively defuse a bullying situation by yelling, stop, you're bullying, or hey, that's not cool. Kids can also help each other by providing support to the bullying, the, the victim, not giving extra attention to the bully and or reporting what they witness to an adult. Number nine, teach your child about cyberbullying. Children often do not realize what cyberbullying is. Cyberbullying includes sending mean, rude, vulgar, or threatening messages or images, posting sensitive private information about another person, pretending to be someone else in order to make that person look bad, and, and intentionally excusing someone from an online group. These acts are as harmful as physical violence and must not be tolerated. We know from research that the more time a teen spends online, the more likely they are to be cyberbullied, so limit online time. There's a simple litmus test you can teach your children about online posting. If you wouldn't say it to someone's face or you would not feel comfortable having your parents see it, don't post it or take it down. Finally, number 10, spread the word that bullying should not be a normal part of childhood. Some adults hesitate to act when they observe or hear about bullying because they think bullying is a typical phase of childhood that must be endured to help children toughen up. It is important for adults to understand that bullying does not have to be a normal part of childhood. All forms of bullying are harmful to the perpetrator, the victim, and the witness, and the effects last well into adulthood. Efforts to effectively address bullying require the collaboration of school, home, and the community. Forward this list of articles you've read to all of your parents and teachers and initiators, after-school care programs, camp counselors, and spiritual leaders you know. Uh, again, this is taken from education.com if you're interested in this article and sharing it. And bullying is a serious problem, but if we all work together, it's one that we can impact. Grounds up our radio show for today. We do hope to have a guest Next week, I'm still in communication with that guest who has experience, first-hand experience being bullied, um, unfortunately, and who may share with us his ex personal experience, um, which will be next week. And that show will be updated shortly as soon as the guest is confirmed. Thank you again so much, and I hope that everyone has had a great holiday, as I said before. We'll see you next week. 
We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.